You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. It is all but set in stone that Sherry Shepard will be the permanent replacement for the soon-to-be-canceled Wendy Williams show. (sighs) This fall... Sherry Shepard will be in all of your homes as the Wendy Williams show has been getting by on a, you know, kind of a merry-go-round of a lot of different co-hosts. But, mm-hmm. you know, Wendy has had a lot of different medical complications from thyroid to COVID-19 and graves and everything else. And her and her people have decided. Well, I don't know if Wendy's decided, but somebody's decided there ain't no more Wendy Williams show. Mm. Are they going to rename it? I guess Sherry Shepard. I know they're going to keep show. it. Yeah, but they're going to keep it Wendy Williams show from now through the end of the spring. Mm. Oh. But in the fall with the new rollout, mm. Sherry Shepard show will be the new show. You know, a lot of people could be getting that Wendy. She'd have made some enemies, man. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you hate to see anybody go down over some health related shit, man. That's always tough. That ain't how you're supposed to go nah, out. No, it's always no. tough, man. That ain't how you're supposed to go mm-hmm. out. That That's not the way to go. But congratulations to Sherry Shepard. I can tell y'all, tell y'all right now, if I get sick and we miss a couple episodes and I get well again and I come back and y'all got another motherfucker hosting my happen. shit. It won't happen. Nope. Trust me. Mm-hmm. That you say won't that happen. shit now. You say that now. When oh. this show grows, mm-hmm. you know this show. JG knows what my vision is for mm-hmm. the show. And it's going to be millions on the table. I'm going to come back. And y'all going to have fucking Keenan Thompson. And <laughs> oh, Anderson shit, in no. bitch. Roy Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. You know fight better both than of y'all. Well, brother, it'll be your hologram before it's anybody else. Believe that. Ain't no way in the world. I'm, <laughs> nope. 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 No. Women's History Month treasures on. We had a good one last week, JG. We had a good time last week talking to the wonderful, wonderful women's. Oh, Mina, and you um, accosting Layla about men's dick sizes. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Everyone is still looking at me about that. That's so funny. That is a valid question, and I stand by it. As they should. The Deacon first question Ralph. out the box, bruh. The first question out the box, bruh. Like, we was all insightful and deep. Women's weakening it up. And then you just like, bam, dick size. Valid question. Reverend Ralph, how's your, um, how's your Women's History Month going? You live with the most women of everyone <laughs> on this show. And we do pray so, for you. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank you. Um, so far, so far, nobody's been hurt. Uh, nobody's, nobody's thrown any objects. And uh, it's going really, really well, man. It's, it's it's good so far, man. You make it sound yeah, like a yeah. hockey match. What? Well. Ooh, <laughs> hockey would involve ice. No, we, we're straight summer brawlers around here, JG. Imagine the worst game of women's rugby you could imagine. Oh. That would be that would be the household. Okay. These women yeah. here can take hits, son. They can lace on, lace on, lace my hat. Well, another thing 
people was running their mouth about last week, JG. I think we had a hit on our hands yes. with that women's history dedication yes. last week. Yes. You was women's. <laughs> and I had to go back to the studio again because it's all women guests this month because we want to honor women. Mm-hmm. We want to uplift women. Third, Deacon Ralph, go and give them this week's women's history song. This is for the ladies. I just want y'all to know how much oh we appreciate you. Uh. I appreciate you. This is for you, Jacqueline. From the boardroom to the stripper pole, you prove that nothing is impossible. Come on, 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 come and you rush back to work in spite of a pregnancy. It's a full time job fighting the patriarchy. Here's $20. Let me watch you breastfeed. W I From the boardroom to the stripper pole, you prove that nothing's impossible. Women's History Month. What are you saying? And we back at it. <laughs> this week on the job fair, we are meeting the women of this show that fuel this show and make this show what the fuck it is. There are a bunch of women in front of the microphone, behind the microphone, yes. and we're going to meet them today. That's what we're doing today for Women's History Month. Gonna holler at old Hayat. Now we're going to talk to Down South Georgia Girl. We're going to meet one of the uh, newest producers we have on the show as well. It's going to be a good time. So you think we're just supposed to keep going and not talk about the point about let me watch you breastfeed? I'm an artist. (laughs) Jacqueline, I'm not going to argue with you about the lyrics. Oh, okay. Okay. That was a very respectful line. Let me watch Weird. you breastfeed is not a respectful. For $20, for $20, that's that's seeking permission. I didn't just creep and stare from across the fucking room. I walked over to a woman politely, respectfully, and said, excuse me, ma'am. I see that you have the towel over uh-huh. that baby's head. Here's $20. <laughs> Would you consider removing that towel no. from off no. that baby's face so I can see what one of no. the things look like? No, no. Me asking a woman to take a towel off of a baby's head for $20 is respectful and tasteful. And I believe that it belongs perfectly no. in that way. You asked somebody about dick size it last week. So who Fair. to judge? Fair. That was a valid question. We were talking about shoes and our job here is to dispel myths and encourage people. That is not encouraging. <laughs> It's time now for Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. I'm very anxious to get into the CMO this week because um, he's a man that I love. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. You know who this means, JJ. You know who it is. Yeah. Third. <laughs> Who's my favorite politician? That would be one great mayor of the city of New York, Mr. Eric Adams. Oh, my God. And the niggas at it again. Let's go. (laughs) Now, you read a headline (laughs) and you think you're going to disagree. Mm -hmm. But then you'd be like, you know what, man? That motherfucker right. Mm. What? New York City Mayor Eric Adams decries remote work saying, quote, you can't stay at home in your pajamas all day. Swag. He says that work from home policies are not economically sustainable for the city of New York, and he is encouraging private businesses 
to bring their workers back into that motherfucking office with your monkey ass so you can buy some coffee and some street meat. No. Chopped cheese. Mangoes. I, I, I personally, I got to agree with him. Here's why. Let me scoot up to the microphone. For Please a tell Jacqueline me. Looking at me all crazy. <laughs> I'm going to sip this tea. Depending on the type of job that I work in a job, the daily show uh-huh. that is extremely collaborative. It's creatively collaborative. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. I pitch the idea. I send it to them. They look at it. They say, so no two people are ever looking and collaborating and, you know, checking each other's work. Mm. And in that regard, you know, <sighs> I, I just don't know how you sparse it into which mm. jobs go back. I would love to be back in the building in a 2019 capacity because I feel like it would make me better. It would make my job easier. Uh-huh. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm so in between on that, man, because there's a huge part of me that enjoys the whole, I can get out of bed, go wash my face, come back to bed and, and get my work done. But then I also fully admit, <laughs> I also fully admit that there's an element missing when it comes to people just having that natural interaction. Because people that test you a hell of a lot faster on the phone and on Zoom than they would if you was in person. Mm. I think people, I think, I think that's the the one thing that I that I would agree with you on. Like being in an office and people get to look at you or look down at you or whatever you may be. It does whatever your position may be. When you can look somebody in the eyes. Sometimes you can tell that you don't need to talk to the little person crazy. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes the little person look up and realize that above those clouds, maybe you don't need to talk to that person. You're both crazy. And then there's a healthy mutual respect to crazy and you have a new friend in the office. That's the way I look at it. And see, I only want to go in when I want to go in. I don't want anybody telling me no. when I got to mm. go somewhere. Mm. But, but I don't mind coming to the creative meetings, though. I love that. That's fun. But don't call me in there for some short meeting that could have been an email. That's my mm. issue. And then also, I would imagine as mm. a woman <laughs> that you deal with a lot of microaggression, mm. yes. sexist, racist mm. fuck shit mm-hmm. in person that is completely removed yeah. when it's remote. Because now it's more about the work. Uh-huh. And you can't play these little stupid mind games with people. as much. They still do. But it, I would imagine... That if you have high functioning anxiety dealing in the workplace, you probably have enjoyed the last two years. I'm sure uh, I have. Mayor Adams has said the current situation of indefinite remote work across white collar employment sectors should not become the new normal. He said that everything is on the table to encourage these white collar companies to bring their employees back to the office, including rezoning Manhattan's business districts to turn their office spaces into apartments. Oh, that's huge. What? Either you bring them motherfuckers back to work or I'm going to turn your shit into a two-bed, two-bath and ain't nothing you can do to stop me. Bitch, I'm the man. So he understands that money green is what gets white's attention. Got it. For strong arming these motherfucking corporations and letting them know that I ain't just spitting no idle threats, dogs. You gotta get down or lay down. Mm. For that, New York City, I'm not saying I agree with it, Jacqueline. What I am saying is that this man has corporations' attention by going, I'll take your fucking real estate from you. But he can't do it. I'll rezone your shit. He doesn't know his job. He can't do it. He's walking around New York with a boombox. There's a zoning board. The best instrumentals that Mob Deep and the rest of New York has offered. (laughs) This dude is walking (laughs) around, like literally just saying, Look, I'm in charge. This is what we're doing. And that's that. That's some gangster shit. See, Jacqueline, you're too busy asking, can he do it? He never asked himself that. He just go, I'm going to do it. That's why he is just walking around saying anything. He- and that <laughs> is why he is Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Third time. Are we going to eventually, if, if, he, if he keeps doing this, are we going to eventually have to, re- I don't want to rename this, but I mean, he's working on it, bruh. 
we might have to. It might be Cody's most outstanding employee of the week brought to you by Eric Adams. <laughs> Eric Adams for mayor. mayor Eric Adams for mayor. Adams. <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a pack. It'd be a pack. Yeah, I'm with it. It sounds right. JG, let's go ahead and introduce her real quick. Who, who do we have on the job fair that helps Absolutely. fuel the show? Fuel the show. This is an international, international show. We have Tiara. Mm-hmm. And she is the newest producer for South Park and Princeton Productions. Super excited yes. about that. And future award winning and award winning already, but I'll let her talk about that. But she wants to tell you also a few other things that include wine, Roy. Okay. So let's start from the top, Tierra. Where in the States are you from? And do you still go back there? Or are you one of them international people that just never come back to America? Oh. Yes, I, this is not a job assignment. <laughs> yeah, no but hesitation, B. I'm done. I ain't coming done. back. Look, I'm good. It was a life assignment, and I am getting my life here. No, I am not coming back. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what's up. She is donezo. So you Dunzo. ain't never Respect. coming to the job fair Christmas party. Where? What country are you in now? The job fair Christmas party could be international, Roy. It don't have to be yes! in the U.S. Okay. So yes! come down here to Mexico. I mean, it's not that I far. Know, let me check. Oh, well, if it's in here. Mexico, everything is like half price in Mexico. We drink good for $4. <laughs> I Mexico. like the way she just pressed out the boss for a Christmas party in, in, in Mexico City. You all right with me, T.R.? You, you, you golden with me. I, I don't know. Well, here's the first question. As an ignorant American who's only been to Cancun, and when I did, I was 17 as part of a high school class trip as a senior do are you here's the perfect here's the perfect way to ask this question is mexico city specifically as Mm -hmm. dangerous as american movies and media painted out to be like were you concerned about your safety and all of that especially just being a woman and you're a minority in a country where like dr king didn't march down there they (laughs) He they went on vacation, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Look, even Touché. James Baldwin left for a minute. He was like, I just got to run over here real quick. Yeah. T.R. said, t- t- said Dr. <laughs> Dr. King was down in Tulum dropping in the C, c- notes. I-, I hear you. Listen, okay. yeah. rest, rest in order to be able to fight the good fight. Mm. Yes. So where else have you lived other than Mexico City? Because it seems like you fearless. You don't give a damn. Well, that's the thing. I mean, actually, though, I lived in Morocco for two years. I did the Peace Corps there. Um, I traveled in Southeast Asia alone. Um, I remember, like, texting my dad from the border with Myanmar, like, when I accidentally ended up there because I overslept on my bus ride. So I've been in places and in situations, and uh, I didn't die yet. So I'm just gonna keep living. <laughs> I love your baseline. Your baseline is yes. why well, I didn't die. So yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah How attached are you still to American news? Like, at what point? Because I've gone like the extent of my travel travel has always been comedy related. Mm-hmm. Like the longest I've ever been mm-hmm. out the country, it was always USO tours, which are still very oh, Americanized. Yeah. And the base, you may as well be in El Paso once you're on the base. It don't matter right. what country you're in. Third knows that, but they still pipe in a lot of American shit on the TV and the media and the newspapers. Are you completely checked out? Like, do you even know that Biden's president now? Or you still think it's Trump? <laughs> Only because I voted. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but what? no, I mean, what? I don't watch as much news as I used to, which is actually really interesting because I still feel way more informed than a lot of the people that I come across, also Americans, so I'm not completely checked out. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, listen to podcasts and get my news that way, and I'm trying to pay more attention to the Mexican news to get a different perspective. So, Tierra, that worst job, that first job, I know we we talk in passing about it, but, like, like, Working like your love for wine, like you were in these. I feel like I don't have a hobby. I feel like I'm the only person on the show. Like third has tea and marijuana. Jacqueline, what is it? Tea and catfish. <laughs> What's it? Mm. Like food, like foodie type shit. Mm, okay. And so and so yours is wine. So this worst, it this was. worst job. And what, now what you. Was this I'll other? tell you why it was. Why it was. <laughs> Oh, man. So I actually, as I was coming off those those two years in Morocco, 
Um, I had gotten interested in wine while I was there because I was seeing like a lot of Moroccans in the grocery stores and, you know, where they would sell wine and there was wine being made in Morocco that was being sold there. And I'm just like, this is a Muslim country. Why is there this wine being made here? Why are there so many people who are from here, like buying it? And so short story is that Morocco is a former French colony. The French brought the grapes here or here. <laughs> they brought the grapes there to Morocco and they got kicked out in the 70s and these vineyards sort of went to the wayside and then the king currently started reinvesting in them to basically make that like a you know an alternative form of tourism so yeah so i got interested in wine when i was there and i met two argonians as well and they said hey if you want to learn more about wine you should go to oregon it's not as big as california or washington you're going to get a really great experience there so work on a vineyard in oregon and that's what I did. I just cold emailed okay. a bunch of vineyards until I found the um, until I found the internship, and got awesome. on a flight awesome. sight unseen, <laughs> you know, sight unseen, uh, without knowing anybody. There. Ain't never been to Oregon. Never been. Never thought about Oregon except for Oregon Trail, like the game. You know, like that was it. Never <laughs> thought about it. Um, Ooh, if you were using my, Oregon Trail, that could be a really bad reference. I ain't gonna lie. That, well, I knew I was gonna fly. I wasn't going by cover wagon, so I felt like that was <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about cholera. That's what's up. I'm good. Look, I got there. I got there, and I, you know, landed at this vineyard in Cornelius, Oregon, like the middle of. It's not really the middle of nowhere, but it feels like it. Like when you're from the East Coast. Uh, so I got out there, and it was. I didn't have a car. Like I rented a basement apartment from some folks about a quarter mile down the road, and I walked up and down this hill every day to get to this vineyards. And uh, yeah, that was just kind of how I landed in Oregon. So, what is the actual agricultural farm day to day grind of being on a vineyard? Like, because it, it, first off, it's outdoors, <sighs> so it's already strike one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is outdoors, but I actually like that. I mean, I'm a uh, outdoorsy kind of person to an extent um but i just enjoy being out in the vineyard and like seeing the bees buzzing around and pollinating the flowers and like finding birds nests in the vineyard and i don't know it's just something like really beautiful about outside being like my office every day that i really really enjoyed but it is hard work i'm not gonna lie i mean it depends on what you're doing on a vineyard like if you're working in the actual vineyard walking up and down these like rows and rows acres of fields you know every day that's a lot of work Picking grapes is hard work. Working in the during the crush when you have to pick all the grapes and they have to get processed in order to go into the barrels to become wine. Like that all happens in like a matter of six weeks, maybe eight weeks. And so it's really, you know, like the most physically demanding job I think I've ever had. Like waking up in the middle of the night with like my my joints hurting in my hands from I don't know, just like I said, working over the barrels. Like it's just a lot, a lot of work. But I'm glad I did it. Um and now this I know. Shit I don't sound like do Rocky Four. You out there training <laughs> in, in, in training in Russia somewhere. So yeah. t- tell us about the bosses. Why why it sounds like this is something you enjoy. You connect with nature. It's mm-hmm. a new horizon that you got to to conquer. How did they steal your joy? Oh they treated me like an actual slave. <laughs> what? Wow. Yes, like a whole, wow. a whole, yeah. Like I said, it, it like, really it's like, always. Hang on, hang on. Let's define the word slave. When you say slave, mm-hmm. you mean Please. like they just worked you really, really hard, or like straight up just, hey, nigger, eat out there. Don't you come in this goddamn house. It mm-hmm. was pretty what? close to that part. Yeah, yeah. Wow. they didn't say it like that. But their actions said it like that, you know. So antebellum, I'm about like, antebellum in, in Oregon is what you're saying. It was antebellum Oregon. Well, for people who know anything about Oregon, this may not be a complete shock to you. It's not exactly like mm. the most racially friendly state um, in the union. Uh, but specifically at this place, they <laughs> I can't even. They basically. No, spit it. <laughs> They wouldn't. They were paying me, you know, below minimum wage. First of all, but that was okay because I knew that when I was going out there, like, you know, yeah, I was internship paid apprenticeship, exactly, you know, whatever. And I was fine. Like, I was fine with that. I knew what I was getting into. 
But what I did know is that the owners were both like in their, she was in her late seventies. He was in his early eighties and both of them are just from a time and a generation where with, as a white person, there are things that you say and you do that maybe you don't, maybe you know it's racist or maybe you just don't know it all. But either way, the the impact is still there. So inviting me, you know, to eat lunch, but I can't eat it inside at your table. I have to eat it out Mm-mm. back at the table with the other what? help, Mm-mm. you know, like that. Um, talking about, I, I say I arrived there with, um, I don't know, my ankle wasn't broke. I don't know. It could have been broken. I didn't get it checked out, but my ankle was hurt when I got there. And so I had told them that from the get go. And said, I can still do things. I'm still walking. I'm fine. But I just can't, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, do a whole lot of heavy lifting and, like, walking right away. You know, like, I, whatever. And so they pretty much were like, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. And the next thing you know, a few weeks in, oh, you're not working hard enough. You're not lifting this heavy enough stuff. You're not walking fast enough. You're not doing this. Oh, Oh, you took a break that was longer than 10 minutes. No, it's only supposed to be a 10 minute break. You need to get back out to work. Like the vines need to be chopped. I'm not talking about like this is, you know, June, July. I left in August, but this is like, you know, the prime heat of Oregon, Uh you know, Uh a place (laughs) where it's known for rain, but when it's hot, it's hot. And when you're like out under the sun all day like that, like I said, it's hard work. And so between that and, you know, them thinking it was okay to give me watermelon as like a gift, like a reward, you know, for (laughs) working there, you know. Excuse me? Or like, like, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not making this stuff up, you know. They gave their own friend a watermelon for a birthday. Let me let me just see if I can clean this up, maybe. There's clean nothing to up. clean up. Don't lie, man. I'm just. Yeah. I know, I I know it's racist, but also, Oregon is known for watermelon the way Florida is oranges. <laughs> so did they give it to you in the spirit of, hey, you're not from Oregon? We would like for you to try some of the best produce that Oregon has to offer. That just so happens to be the same produce your people used to eat on TV with a grin. Whatever. Listen, it was none of that. It was none of that. <laughs> Anybody who knows anything about watermelon knows that they ain't even good until August anyway. And they was giving Tell me this watermelon in June or July where anybody who's from Oregon knows it's not bona fide summer until July 4th. Yeah. So not only was it offensive, so that watermelon was I couldn't even have ate it if I wanted it. Yeah, it wasn't good. So like, what am I supposed to do with that? Damn, how they give you? How they give you a gift you can't even eat? Like, you, you, <laughs> this is we want you to hold this for working for us. And you yeah. know, one day you'll be able exactly. to look at it and be like, yeah, nah, son, no. Nope. Yeah, Eddie but don't Vince, take more than fifteen minutes to eat it. Eat watermelon. At events, I won't even eat watermelon. I won't order it for the event. I mean, like if I'm out at something. If there's watermelon on that, even skewer, if it's with cantaloupe in the mix, I like won't. watermelon oh, with cantaloupe and honeydew, no. you can do that. No, I'm not touching watermelon and company. Yeah. I'm with Jacqueline. I'm, I'm with Jacqueline 100. I don't even eat fried chicken in front of white people, bro. Y'all crazy, I'm with it. bitch. Oh, I be like this shit is good. Now, white people like fried chicken good. too. Like they mm-hmm. finally. I won't. Touch I feel it. like they judging me. Chicken, watermelon with other fruits on the plate. I will eat. Not Those are my camouflage fruits. I only eat the watermelon, but I need the pineapple <laughs> and the cantaloupe there. Gotcha. To trick people mm-hmm. into the variety. So, Tiara, how mm. did you end up leaving this job? How did you get out of the racist slave? <laughs> Literally slave. Mm. Yeah, it was. I actually ended up just applying for another job at another vineyard, which, you know, as I look back on that now, was only marginally better. Than where yeah. I left. Really? Um, yeah, they at least invited me inside the house to eat. Oh my <laughs> when gosh! You, when you leave, a, when you leave a vineyard that treats you like a slave, do you officially resign or do you just wait till night and sneak out? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Damn. <Listen>. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Yes. Follow the North Star up the hill. <laughs> run away. <laughs> Put a bandana on. Uh, looking north a bit. I'm, wow. Well, look, we appreciate you. We're thankful that you're a part of the program, and we're happy to have you here. Wait, thank Roy, you so much. Don't let her get out of here. We have to also celebrate nosy neighbors. It's up for an award. Tell them, Tiara. Facts. Yeah, the, the podcast <laughs> she was producing over there with. The- 
folks. Yes. Yes, great, it great. is. It is. You know, we'll see what happens. But it was a joy to work with Candace and Chinadu on that show. Candace Thompson, Chinadu and Naka. So y'all listen to it only on that other place where I used to work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I Everybody that. got to the legal meeting this week, huh? Yeah. Everybody yeah. got to the legal meeting. Yeah. I love it. Yes, they did. Indeed. Well, thank you so much. After the break, the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rob for short, will come on this program and drive it off the tracks. Of course. And then after that, we will try to get this show back on the tracks with the scammer. It's a job there. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. That is not funny. It's a valid question. Was it a new shoe shine stand? How was she supposed to see no. the dick? Job fair. We are back. Oh, yeah. You already hear his voice. Mm. Women's Week. Week three and... When the music changes, you already know what it is. This gentleman hails to us from Middle Tennessee. He is a he's a true statistics here. A former Merrill Lynch intern, a former veterinarian assistant, and he went to school for psychology with a minor in white women. All right now. out there and you ever want to run into this brother just go out on your front porch and leave an emotional support Kahlua nice and he will appear the department of motor vehicles calls him Narado we call him Rod for short we bring Rod on this program to give you all topics to break the ice with co-workers of the opposite race oh real quick Rod also we hadn't had a chance to figure out what the next relationship fair is going to be but I think I got an idea mm-hmm. I think you know because with everything that's going on right now um, over there in, in Russia and everything that's going on Ukraine. you know just we, we all know the Ukraine Russia drama American platoons are starting to get deployed over there it's happening quietly mm-hmm. But they're starting to position the boats and you know that you know the America. They set up their chess pieces or whatever. I, I found out a couple weeks ago that there is a contingency within the, our military where as soon as troops are deployed, their spouses get to fucking everybody and anybody stateside. And apparently, there's a lot of cheating going on overseas with the troops too. So I think that's gonna be the next relationship fair. If you have been cheated on or cheated in uniform or with somebody in uniform that's the workplace romance drama we gonna sort out with the next relationship email the show roycejobfair at gmail.com we gonna stir the pot I I like it bold enough to say I cheated uh yeah years I mean especially you know this show is anonymous Right. They, can, yes. they, they can, don't even use last yeah. names half the fucking time uh, on the show. We'll keep it real military. So we won't even use your social security it's number. It's so anonymous. Okay. That's because you on Twitter. Yeah, you, you got YouTube videos and shit. Nice they, love, they love finding you. No, but you know, the military is an interesting occupation because it's a lot of isolation for both parties, the spouse and the enlisted person. Okay. It's a very scam-filled relationship, too. I think that's, that's yeah. really the biggest problem with it, that the same way that they have those symposium for uh, professional athletes that are rookies and they talk to them about the groupies 
they do the same thing in the military. Get it right. Uh, yep. for, for all cities that house, you know, smaller cities that house just like a military base, they try to teach you when you show up there, like, listen, a lot of girls around here, you know, this town is poor. Yeah. No, I, a lot I of these women, you. they gonna try to um, trap you with a pregnancy just to get these They'll tell you, I, I got, a, I got a, a, a cousin that's in the Secret Service and they literally came to our house when he was in the academy, uh, don't shoot me, and told us that, you know, to tell him in your first year don't get married in your first year don't do this like because there are certain aspects of the job that you know you you just won't be able to explain to your spouse you know and in a military basis they definitely would tell you don't date the nationals like no matter what like when we lived in korea and we lived in saudi arabia the first thing to tell you officers and the ncos don't date the nationals but at the by the, but the dudes dudes are dudes and and apparently ride back me up here Pussy speaks more languages than math. But yeah, that's a workplace romance that I definitely wanted to delve into. I feel it's a little timely, at least for, you know, mm-hmm. this spring. We'll, 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 we'll get into that next month, Rob, with the next edition of the <laughs> relationship fair. I mean, they, they, they selling off brides from the Ukraine on Twitter right now. It's nuts. Oh, it's, it's a fire sale? There's, there's, there's some it's account on Twitter that, that I promise you, that's hilarious. <laughs> But I promise you, for the last two weeks, ever since this shit kicked off with Russia and the Ukraine, some online dating uh, account on Twitter has been promoting tweets like 50 times a day. And every day for the last two weeks, I've got a promoted tweet from some, yeah, these girls are hot and ready to go. And in the bio, it tells you like, yeah, these girls are beautiful and they want love. And we got them all over the world, i.e. Ukraine. Like, this. Shit is wild. <laughs> the situation over there is so horrible. But then, from a job standpoint, <laughs> if I'm trying, listen, hang on, JG. I'm trying to keep okay. us from getting canceled. Let me talk slow. <laughs> if you are a man who has an overstock of Ukrainian brides. Oh. And you got to sell them because these bombs coming and they're going to leave to go to Belarus and they're going to cross the border and they're going to seek asylum and you're going to lose your stable. We are not selling women during Women's Month. Not us. We're not no. selling women at all. Not us. No. <laughs> not us. no. It's not slavery. It's just a bride. You buy a bride. Is that legal? It's an, it's an arrangement. It's, like, it's like Bitcoin. Is it real? <laughs> it's a very, it's a gray area. <laughs> it's very murky. Okay. Very. You're right. Let's all right. Let's let's stop right there before we before we cancel ourselves and we don't finish the rest of the oh, Right. Let's give these people some topics to break down uh, and break the ice with at their jobs. Oh man, uh, got a vicious throwback for you right now. Uh, in the in the black community, uh, what is hot right now is chingy. That's really? right. Yes. I love it when you do it right now. Oh. Chingy is trending because John Dempsey, a senior executive at the Estee Lauder company, who oversaw uh, such brands for them as Mac and Clinique has been fired for a, a Instagram post <laughs> with use the N-word and also spreading COVID misinformation and things of that nature. Um, for some strange reason, he decided to post a meme on Instagram of a fake Sesame Street book where Mr. Snuffleupagus is in bed sick oh. Big Bird is standing over him wearing a face mask, and the title of the book is My Nigga Snuffy Done Got the Rona at a Chingy Concert. No. Oh. <laughs> Yo, son. Oh. Oh, my nigga Snuffy. Not my nigga Snuffy, though. No, my nigga Snuffy. He done got the Rona. At a cheeky oh, concert. No. <laughs> 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 Mr. Yeah. So um now that that meme is uh, about two years old. It's 
it's from an announcement. I think it was in 2020 when uh, they were saying that in the middle of COVID that a Chingy concert was going to pop off. And of course, there was mad jokes about why the fuck is niggas going to risk dying of Corona to see Chingy? Right. And for some reason, my man decided to post that picture on Instagram very recently and lose a $10 million a year job behind it. And the best thing about it is his excuse was, I'm sorry, I didn't read this before posting it, which makes no fucking sense. (laughs) What part did you not read? Like the my nigga part? Maybe you just skipped over that. It's a meme. It's all reading. (laughs) Like, how did you... (laughs) Yeah, he said he he wasn't trying to be racist. He wasn't making fun of COVID. He didn't know that was in the picture when he posted it. It's just like it's a visual medium, my nigga. You had what? to know. I don't. How do you it. not know? Why? Why is Snuffleupagus buying tickets? That's who he likes. <laughs> hey. He talk, he talk, he talk real slow. He like it out there. He like it. <laughs> All right, Rod, let's flip it up for these folks. That was, that one was out of left field. Very unexpected. You got me with that one. <laughs> well, um, right now, what's hot in white culture is uh, a continuation uh, of our story about Hank the Tank. The oversized bear wreaking havoc in Lake Tahoe. Uh, it has come out that Hank was granted a reprieve and is no longer go, being yes. considered for euthanasia because they, they did a DNA him? test. What'd you Wait say? Wait a minute, what? No, keep going, keep going. <laughs> they did a DNA test on uh, these crime scenes for some reason. And it turns out that some of that DNA doesn't belong to Hank the Tank. <gasps> so yes. instead of being put down, he is being sent out to uh, a, a bear resort, a, a conservatory, a bear rescue, if you will. Uh, which begs the question, uh, why are people celebrating this? Because I think it makes the story even scarier because now this one truck-sized bear that we thought was an anomaly is actually three truck-sized bears running wild in Lake Tahoe. So I don't think this is a celebration. This just became a real horror film. Mm. <laughs> Yo, that, are you happy now, JD, that we didn't shoot the bear? I am very happy that they did not shoot Hank the Tank. Thank you. Now, can we shoot the other bears that, right. that, set, that set Hank up? No! Right. It's only right. Bears. That's we can't right. shoot tank-sized bears that are breaking into people's houses and businesses. No. Hey man, no. they set him up. As black the streets, the streets, the streets require better. vengeance. They, them other bears set his ass up. I'm, I'm on the side of you know, what I'm saying retaliation is a must on some bum beaches. No. Y'all need to clear my man's name. Word up. They had the DNA evidence. This man was cleared on DNA like a real black. Yo, person. like yes. the Innocence Project right. swooped in. Like he was, was like exonerated after right. 32 like years on death row. Yeah. <laughs> we call Brian Stevenson. Go ahead. But it turns out it's three of them. So I, I think instead of killing one bear, we need to kill three. But apparently. Stop saying that, mm. Rod, because people will do it. I don't support bears running fucking wild in people's neighborhoods. I Please don't excuse you me. His podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You can download it wherever you download this fine program. Rod, as always, good sir. Bless up. And uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, bless up. Thank you for that, Rod, I think. (laughs) Scam of the week time. Let's meet another wonderful, wonderful person that helps to architect this show. I like to use the word architect. I don't like Mm. employee. Such a weird word. I don't like that word. The word just feels a little, you know. But you know, that's unique coming from you because you don't like the word comedian either. I People don't, also, don't know you that. know. You know another word I hate for jobs? I hate team member. <laughs> mm. like when you ever see people hire to go we're looking for team members no you're not you're looking for a fucking cashier just say <laughs> we're all family here 
we're all family here. That's the one that gets me. We're all family. Whenever they here. say that, you got to run. They say that's exactly it. Oh, you're a cult. Is that what you're saying? You're all a cult here. You believe in inbreeding. I'm good. I gotta go. Oh gotta no. Go. Gotta go. You've heard her voice on the show in previous episodes. She is our booker and associate producer here on the job fair. Her name is Hayat. Hayat, tell us about some scam. You know what? You know what I what I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you if this is about a scam you've seen or a scam you ran. You know, I don't like the word ran. I feel like um, the connotation, I feel like they were accidental scams, you know? Oh. But I did participate in it. And I repeatedly. was still participant. <laughs> On accident. Right. <laughs> I participated <laughs> repeatedly. No. Oops. Each time it was one or once or twice. This took place in my younger years, you know, a few years after graduating from college. I was working at a magazine, a print magazine at that um, which is very old school for the kids listening in today. Um, they still exist, but it was a they black... They used to print the internet and mail it to your house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine all the pop-up ads in one book. You had to read articles in paper to about restaurants that you loved or places you wanted to visit. Now... Mm. You can Google it, but back was in the day, a, was this a? And I'm only asking because I feel like this is going to help set up the story, or at least set up my perception of the story. Is this a white publication or a black-owned publication? So it was a little funny because it was very well-known black publications that at the time had changed hands several times because you know the publishing world. Shit, that's all the, the black publications. Right? Right? At, the, at the moment, it was owned by a white person. Okay. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So there was a puppet master. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I worked for this publication, but I was in a weird spot. I was on the app side, so I would write things for like their guides app. Um, so I didn't really sit on the print side nor the digital side. I was in the middle. Like I was technically hired by the company that owned them. Um, but sometimes I would write, um, you know, little snippets for the print paper. Uh, print magazine and so the big thing about lifestyle magazines is people will pitch you to go on trips right so pr um agencies tourism boards will be like hey come to our country and write an article about it and so um you know of course i never got the fun ones i think i got uh one trip to go to antigua and it was like this really old, old rundown hotel. When I got there, I realized why the editor didn't want to go to it. But um, Mm, I figured, you know, everyone else got to go to cool places. So I wanted to do the same. So I I approached Uh the editor in chief, who's a a friend and mentor. And I was like, listen, if I can get someone to sign off on this, will you give me some space in the magazine to write about it? And she was like, yeah, sure. So there were a few countries that were on my bucket list. And New Zealand was one of them. And so I reached out to them and their PR agency got back to me, the tourism board and said, oh yeah, you know, you should come in December. It's our summer because they're in the Southern hemisphere. Literally a week later, I find out I'm getting let go. Um, And so, and not only am I leaving, the person who promised me to write, to be able to get this piece in the magazine, the head of the magazine is leaving too. So I'm like, damn. I don't know if I'm actually going to get this in the magazine, but you know, I wasn't going to tell them that. So I'm like, listen, I'm just going to go on this trip and see yes. how it is. Um, and so I ended up going and it was, it was epic. It was like a 10 day trip, best trip of my life. I would probably never, ever be able to afford it. Everything I did, they were like, you know, who was here a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, who? Bill Gates and his family. So I rode like a yacht. I did Whoa. Um, <laughs> on the lake. I did bungee jumping. I did a heli tour. It was epic. It was epic. And the whole time, secretly, I was feeling guilt. But you know what? I really looked at that trip as um, restitution, if you'd like yeah, to call so it. Nice. Because, nice. because they, when you work in the publishing world, especially the age I was, I was basically working poor. It was bad. Um, I wasn't able to pay my bills all the time. Mama had to help me out. So I wasn't too guilty about that. So I come back. And then a few days later, I get a paycheck. And I'm like, this is weird. Maybe this is my severance check. But I thought I, like, my last check was from a couple weeks prior. So I was like, all right, cool. Maybe this is just 
a one-time check. And I felt really good about it. And then right. December 31st comes, well, no, before that happens, I went to the pharmacy and I realized that I still had my coverage. And so I'm like, this isn't just a check. This is like someone's forgot to take me out the system. And yeah. I'm still getting benefits and a paycheck. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll figure it out, right? And so December 31st rolls around and yet again, another check. And I was like, oh man, I got to stop this. Um, cause what? I had to find employment. So you were scared. You started getting paranoid. This feels illegal. I got paranoid because, you know, mm. I was filing unemployment this time and you know, with yeah. unemployment, you have to verify exactly your okay. termination date. And so I'm like, I can't just start randomly applying for unemployment and then have the dates overlap. They're going to ask me to pay it back. So I'm like, oh yeah, man, yeah, so I had to yeah. call the actual company in the finance department. And it was the black dude in that finance department. <laughs> and I was like, hey, so, you know, I'm filling out my unemployment. Just checking to see where my hey, last day was. Man. <laughs> mm. and I was like, you ain't going to send me no more checks, right? And he's like, no, that was the last of it. I was like, all right, cool, thanks. I'm going to put December 31st as my termination date. And he's like, yeah, you do that. And then he hung up on me. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> he was upset. Those are my scams. Well, you is a women's, and we do appreciate you for your contributions to this acoustical yes. radio presentation. Absolutely. I can assure you that if you ever go to New Zealand on my dime, the rest of these motherfuckers on the show will be right there with you. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. Right there. Ain't gonna be no international job fair, nothing that I'm not at too. Worst travel fair in this joke. I'm all for it. Make I mean, I think we should do a special travel episode just for that. Okay, well then, Jacqueline, mm. hit up Spirit Airlines. See if they want to do a cross-sponsorship. Uh-uh. Spirit. That's hilarious. Spirit. <laughs> After the break, speaking of international, we're going to talk with one last person who uh, has done her road and been traveling a lot. Now we're going to talk to the old down south Georgia girl to wrap yeah. up this week of Women's Week. Women's it's a fair question, Jacqueline. $20. Is it the price? Is that no, the it's problem? Not. Is that your problem with my song? Is it the price for it to watch somebody versus? Should it, should I have said 50? Hey Roy, did how y'all hear it? No. No, I, I we're not gonna I ask you. No, Hayat's new. I'm not trying to catch an HR case. I we gotta Damn. focus strictly on JG. Job <laughs> <laughs> fair, we'll be right back. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We've been meeting the fair staff of the job fair. This this, this wonderful show is run. It's woman run. Powered. Powered by women. Um, and this 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 young woman. How the fuck did we meet her, JG? Did she just send us a message? Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> just tweeted the shit. You'd be surprised how many people I've met and hired from social media over the past 15 years. Because you, it shows you drive. If you know how to look into someone's social media feed, mm-hmm. you can see ambition and goals and all of that shit. So we call it the Down South Georgia Girl because, you know, her roots are down there in Bibb County, Georgia. Houston. Houston. Pardon, pardon. Neighboring counties. <laughs> neighboring counties. 
clue that on up now. <laughs> no, I ain't from Macon. Don't you put me in Macon. <laughs> Rhonda, tell, tell us. We, I just want to know, because we call Jacqueline a mystery, but you are the real mystery. Like, you and her yes. yacht really Enigma. live in the shadows. And, you know, I don't want to say, you know, what parts of the country you're in now, but you do a lot of cool shit. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of cool shit, but you're so warm, Rhonda. You're so warm, and you're such a wonderful soul, and I'm happy you're a part of this. But yes. I've never, like, we don't get to talk in a social capacity, so I, I legitimately am curious about, take us back to some of them early days in Houston County, Georgia. <laughs> you was, uh, well, you know, on previous previous show I shared, I grew up kind of sheltered. I spent a lot of time in church. But uh, my senior year in high school, I decided I wanted my own money. Uh-huh. So that what I was going to do with that money, I don't know. I didn't have anywhere to go. We don't have anything <laughs> to do where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I wanted my own money. And picture this. This was back when minimum wage was $5.15. So you couldn't get far with that. Yes. And. I worked at one of the restaurants that's known for chicken fingers and wings. <laughs> Somebody was on the legal call. Uh huh. Mm. Mm. Well played. And, well played. And one of my friends from church and another friend from high school recommended me for this job. So I had the interview and I came dressed and I didn't realize when I had the interview that they expected me to start that same day. Oh, like I had oh. on my nice school clothes and my nice little Air Max. Like, oh, I'm here to be high school presentable for my job. And they <laughs> wanted me to start. And I didn't know. I was like, oh, today. But the funny thing is the job was it was it taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. One, they were sexist. Mm. So mm. the the um, women were cashiers. And the men were in the back, like, frying the chicken Uh and frying, you know, making the fries. The only way Um, a woman was in the back was if they were deemed, I guess, what they would call more masculine, and they would Mm. put them in the back. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, that's not right. I'm not even going to say Community softball body. Yes. Mm. They would put those (laughs) women in the back. You know what I'm talking about, J.G. Don't make that face. You know what the softball and, body look like. It can be <laughs> sexy. It's a sexy body. I dated. It can be. I'm trying to get it out this hole. Be. be quiet, third. Hang on. Let me get out okay. <laughs> I've dated someone who played softball, and she looks it's sexy. It's just what? strong, strong calves. Oh, It's the okay, shoulders yes. and the calves. Yes, yes, yes. They work out. Are, gotcha. Okay. Exactly. And, I got out. I got out. <laughs> yes. And so I was I was a cashier <laughs> and then sometimes I would have to work the window uh-huh. and it was just really stressful because you know that was my first job. Uh people would talk to me like I was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um this was and yeah. I was I will admit I was very arrogant when I was in high school. So the manager had to talk to me a few times about how I would look at customers when they would talk to me in a disrespectful manner because he could tell I had some choice words for them in my head. Uh-huh. But it would we would have routine customers, you know, the people who come on Sunday mornings after church. One, my mom wasn't pleased if I had to miss church mm-hmm. for work. But two, you would have people who would be there when the doors would open because church got out and they wanted their good chicken fingers for their Sunday lunch. And so we had a lot of regular customers who was like who would call in and they say, I want my plate ready when I get there. Excuse hungry me. Christians and- hungry Christians are the worst. <laughs> the worst. They like were on some awful. after church rush at Golden Corral, hated it. Absolutely. It was oh. awful. And I mean, it would test your religion. And, and you know, and <laughs> this is another story. When I first got there, my name is Rhonda. We all know this. Well, the R key was broken on the little name tag machine. So I put uh-huh. my middle name on there. And, you know, I got good black parents who gave me a proud black middle name. 
and you know it may not be a common name but i had that on my name tag uh-huh. until the r was fixed and the manager was like what is that what does that say does that say asphalt and i was like you know what Ooh. You uh-uh. you just you know that's not what it says, but how how do you respond oh. as a teenager? Mm-hmm. So these are the types of people I'm dealing with, and they also knew I would work hard, so the trash would be full. The other little girl, the little Excuse dainty me? girl, is standing there doing nothing. Rhonda, go empty the trash. Rhonda, go bring in the trays. Rhonda, go clean up no, the uh, the dining room and i'm just working so hard for this five dollars and 15 cents the trash has ants in it it's hot uh i would be sweating in my little t-shirt and my khaki pants just hot and smelling like chicken and and one of those regular customers it was another day the same guy he called in he wanted us to bring his food out to the car. This is a fast food place. What? This is before you have curbside. And do you know this man gave me a handful of change as a tip? Oh, damn. Uh-uh. So, so this, and, oh, and I got a raise. I got a raise from 515 to 525, you know, so I could really go shopping. Uh, no, I'm serious. I got that raise, and... When I really knew that it was that I had to leave, was this other lady came, a customer came in, and she wanted an order to go. Well, I'm in high school. You know, I'm just trying to live, and I, you know, forgetful. So I put her order in, and I called her to come pick up her plate. And she was like, I thought I told you that I wanted this to go. And, and I looked at her like, I know, I know you're not talking to me like that. And the the manager was like, Rhonda, you can't look at customers like that. And I was, you know, that really made me realize. I was like, I can't do this for a living. But you know, I, it's I cannot. It's important to know when you're not a good forward facing. Your personality type does not no. lend itself to mm-hmm. forward facing work. So mm-hmm. you got no. yourself out of that. Yeah. I like the fact. I like the fact she called the other girl dainty. Can we talk about that? <laughs> She's called. She said the other dainty girl wouldn't even pick up the trash. I was like, Rhonda, you ain't bust so big. How you gonna call her dainty? I love it. That's what's She's up. Dainty like, too. Yeah. Right. So. Right. So Rhonda, I want to mm-hmm. thank you for being a part of the show. Yeah. You know, sincerely. Yes. And I love you know, it so here. I'm on the record. Um, she is the pride of Houston County, where the motto. Now, some counties have mottos. You know, like, because, you know, everybody eat pluribus unum and God we trust. You know, every county want to be like America. And, you know, and some of the counties in Georgia, the motto makes sense. Bibb County, which is just north, the motto for Bibb County is forward together. Does anybody want to crack a guess at the county motto for Houston County? This is just to give you a total <laughs> idea of where Rhonda is from. Houston County, quote, Georgia's most progressive county. End quote. <laughs> Literally, they're saying, we's the best. We treat y'all the goodest over here. No. The goodest. She's nodding her head, no. <laughs> That's the show. Royce Job Fair is a product of Paramount, South Park and Princeton Productions, and Comedy Central. We're going to do this again all month, man. Women's History Month. We're uplifting the women. We're going to bring it back one more time. Pregnancy, it's a full-time job fighting the patriarchy. 
Here's twenty dollars. Let me watch you breastfeed. W I N N M E N. We gonna celebrate all your accomplishments. Dollars, women, women, women. From the boardroom to the stripper pole, you proving that nothing's impossible. Y'all is women. Y'all is women. Well, all right now. Jimmy Gumbo on the saxophone. Give him them fingers, Jimmy. <laughs> no, really, give me them fingers. Jimmy was breastfeeding last night. When you, been a comedy central podcast are you on the hunt for a new home this spring but don't know where to start fisher homes is your solution your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space start your journey by selecting your ideal home site like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans bring it all together at our lifestyle design center let fisher homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring